The dream vacation is a concept that most of us are familiar with, especially after COVID. We've all entertained the idea of that one special trip. Sometimes going so far as to plan a vacation that would realistically cost a full year of salary in some cases. And that's a lot of fun. Some very lucky people even get to go on their dream vacation. But even the most perfectly planned vacation doesn't guarantee your safety. Sometimes your dream vacation ends up being the last thing that you ever do. My name is Brianne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the Bluebell and Terry Jo Duparol, an 11-year-old girl who was known as the Sea Orphan or Sea Wave after she was fished out of the water following a shipwreck. Her story and the actions of the captain on this ship proved that the Bluebell sinking was no accident, and the truth was much worse. Before we get started, I do just want to address the change in scheduling during this last week. If you do not follow the account on social media, you probably missed a pretty big update. My producer, who is responsible for making these episodes sound so nice and fancy, actually ended up with COVID. While I'm happy to report that he has now made a full recovery and he sends his love for all the well wishes that he received on social media, it did slow production last week. But don't worry, he's going strong and we are officially back on schedule. The Duperall family consisted of five people. Dr. Arthur Duperall and Jean Duperall, the parents, and three children named Brian, Renee, and Terry Joe. In 1961, Brian was 14, Renee was 7, and Terry Joe was 11. This family had plans of going on quite the adventure. Arthur, who was a sailor during World War II, had dreams of taking his family out on a private cruise aboard a yacht so he could teach them all about the sea. He started to work hard and he saved, and after several years of hiding away his money, he finally had enough to take his family on a trip from Florida to the Bahamas. The family chartered a yacht with a capable and experienced captain, and they set out for a week of fun. Aboard the ship was the family, their captain, Julian Harvey, who was an Air Force pilot, and the captain's wife, Mary Harvey, who was there to handle the cooking and cleaning aboard the ship while gaining some experience that she could maybe put in a book. As a writer, she was chasing a life-changing experience as much as the rest of them. Everything was going as planned, but after a few days, the yacht sank. And this is where the story gets pretty shady. After the yacht sank, there was only one survivor, Julian Harvey. Now, we've all heard the saying, a captain goes down with his ship, but obviously, Harvey was not on board with this idea. Pun intended. And I can't really blame him for that. Julian Harvey was miraculously rescued from a dinghy, lost and floating at sea, but... He also wasn't alone. 
with Harvey was Renee, and she was dead. As the sole survivor of the ship, Harvey was asked to explain what happened. He told his rescuers, and eventually the Coast Guard, that the ship ran into really severe wind, which caused the main mast to break. He swore that it broke so severely that the mast busted through the boat, allowing water to start rapidly filling the ship. And as if that wasn't bad enough, Harvey then informed them that there was also an oil spill, which caused a horrible fire to break out. In all of this chaos, he was unable to rescue anyone else on the boat. According to Harvey, he managed to find Renee and attempted to save her, but she ultimately drowned before he could. He chose to bring her body with him so that she could receive a real burial, but unfortunately, everyone else was lost with the ship. It's a pretty traumatic story, right? Everything that he told the Coast Guard was technically possible, but the local police weren't so sure. There were a few points of concern, like the fact that his dinghy had a huge collection of supplies, almost like he expected to be lost at sea for some time. But maybe that was just him being really prepared for the worst, right? He was a captain, after all. Still, the Coast Guard didn't like his claim about how the ship went down either, especially because he claimed that he couldn't get to the cockpit to ask for help or to control the spread of the fire. He claimed that he tried telling Arthur how to manage the boat, but in his story, Arthur made some decisions that didn't quite make sense, like driving the boat into the wind, which would obviously make the fire worse. Even if his version of events was possible, it was generally believed that a man with Navy experience would have known how to navigate the situation and would not have made such random mistakes. After giving his official statement and answering every question, something incredible happened. Several days after Harvey was rescued, another crew found a young girl floating in a small dinghy at sea. The girl was Terry Jo, and she was alive. I think that we can all agree that after everything that he had been through, Harvey was certainly owed some good news, and he received it immediately with this announcement. Learning that Terry Joe also survived was a statement that should have filled him with joy, no matter how bittersweet. I know if I was captaining a ship and everyone on board died, I would be really happy to learn that one of the kids made it out. One less death would be a big reason to celebrate, even if the situation was still just awful overall. Instead, four days after his rescue, Harvey committed suicide in a hotel. When Terry Joe was revived after falling into a brief incapacitated state, it became clear why. Why? 
11-year-old Terry Joe had quite the story to tell, and every single detail was more damning than the last. On the day that the ship sank, Terry Joe had gone down below deck to the area where everyone slept. She fell asleep, but she didn't sleep for long. She woke up to her dear brother, Brian, screaming at the top of his lungs for their father. When she went to investigate the situation, she climbed upstairs and saw her brother and her mother. And it looked like they might not be alive. Harvey, ever the committed captain, shoved her back downstairs and told her to stay there. He was holding a gun, and being a good kid, Terry Jo listened, assuming that an emergency was happening and she needed to follow orders. At least, she stayed there until her cabin began to fill with water. When she snuck back to the deck, she didn't see her family. Instead, Harvey was there screaming at her to hold the rope that led to the main dinghy. Being a terrified child, she was unable to keep hold of the rope, and the raft began to slip away. Harvey saw their only chance of survival floating away, and he jumped after it, throwing himself overboard so he could swim to it. He climbed on it, and he left leaving Terry Joe standing on the deck of a sinking ship. Terry Joe was a clever young girl, and she remembered that the boat had a small raft that could be used to keep her out of the water. It was really small, and if you don't believe me, check out the pictures. I will link to some of them. This tiny raft was barely big enough to hold her, even though she was a pretty small kid. She stayed in the raft overnight while the air chilled her to the bone and the temperature dropped. She stayed, lost at sea, while the sun burned her skin and the temperatures began to rise again. Her raft, which was not designed to survive long spans of time at sea, began to break down, leaving her slowly settling into the water below and putting her at risk of running into some curious ocean predators. But as she drifted along, she ran into a group of porpoises, which are small whales that look a lot like dolphins. And they actually stayed with her for some time, swimming by her side. Unfortunately, she was still burning from sun exposure and she had no water. Soon, she ended up in shark-infested waters, and just when all hope was lost, that was when they found her. The state of the water was so dangerous due to the sharks that they cautiously approached her to pull her out of the water, trying to keep her from getting eaten by one of them, or from drowning because it really wouldn't be safe to try to recover her if she fell in. Then, shortly after she was rescued, the dehydration and burns took their toll, and she fell into a barely coherent state for a few days. Eventually, she woke up, 
And when she woke up, the truth began to come out. Julian Harvey was a man with a long list of insurance claims behind him, which generally doesn't point to anything good. In his line of business, the odd claim or two isn't unusual, but Harvey's list began to look a lot more suspicious as Terry Joe told her story. Harvey was either incredibly unlucky or he was a con man and a murderer. See, Mary wasn't Harvey's first wife to die under suspicious circumstances. In fact, three wives prior, his second wife, Joanne, had also died in a vessel that he was operating. At the time, he claimed that he lost control of his car, forcing it to slide from a bridge and into the water below. His wife and mother-in-law drowned while he swam to safety. Ultimately, they lost their lives, and Harvey made money. As if that's not shady enough, the Bluebell wasn't even the first ship that he sank. And yes, he made money from that too. So it became clear pretty quickly that Harvey had plans to murder his wife. Presumably for the insurance policy that he had on her. You know, the one that was designed to pay out double if she died under accidental circumstances. When Harvey died, he left a long suicide note behind. But even in doing that, he did not explain why he did it. Of course, that didn't stop investigators from theorizing, and they believed that the case was a murder gone wrong. The local police thought that he planned to dispose of his wife at sea, and that he probably got caught while he was sending her overboard. One theory suggests that he made a plan to use the family he was with as witnesses, that they would be able to confirm that she just disappeared and no one would know what happened. But maybe something went wrong. Maybe Brian saw Harvey trying to dispose of her body and called for help. Maybe Harvey knew that he was caught and decided that he needed to dispose of the entire family. And maybe after killing everyone else, he trusted that the sea and the sinking boat would take care of Terry Joe for him because he underestimated the resiliency of a young girl. But the truth is, we will never know exactly what happened. Was Harvey just trying to kill his wife and did the family catch him doing it? Or was it always his plan to kill everyone on board and return home to claim the insurance money? Was this family just a group of people that he felt were dispensable? Did he think that it would be less suspicious than if he went out with Mary alone? We just don't know. And we never will. What we do know is that Terry Joe Duperell survived. 
we know that she changed her name, got married, had some kids, and moved on with her life. Eventually, she wrote a memoir with some help from a psychologist. It's called Alone, Orphaned in the Sea. We know that when faced with impossible tragedy, a young and resilient girl grew up to be a strong and determined woman. She fought to survive her circumstances, as impossible as they were, and it worked. I know I'm not alone when I say that it's always so refreshing to see a case where someone makes it out in the end, even if it's only one person when others were lost. The amount of strength that Terry Joe showed in every step of this tragedy and every moment beyond it is something that we can all learn from. In fact, she's given us a lot of tools. She has done interviews, given talks, she has her book. There's plenty of stuff for me to link to. So if you are more interested in this amazing woman and her story, definitely check it out. But all the same, let's all exercise caution while on vacations. You really never know who is standing right next to you. If you want to talk about shipwrecks, amazing survivors, or how incredibly cool sharks are, you can connect with me on Twitter or Instagram using the tag at datpod. If you love my show and want to hear it without any ads, head over to my Patreon at patreon.com slash like and inscribe. And hey, don't be shy about leaving a review either, okay? Stay safe, guys. Stay safe, guys.